Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. As we kind of talked about last week here on Western New York Catholic Weekly, things are in full gear out in East Aurora at Christ the King Seminary. And as promised last week, our guest this week is the President Rector of Christ the King Seminary. No stranger to the program. You ought to recognize him. If, if not from this, I'm sure you've heard his voice on radio or TV elsewhere, Father Joseph Gatto. Father, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so, summertime wrapped up. Uh, I always say as summer approaches, because we usually talk about the things that uh, are coming up with either yourself or Eileen or someone at the seminary, um, it, it only slows down a little bit out there, right? You've got a lot going on in the summer. It's funny because my brother priests say, well, now you're done for the summer. You don't have yeah. anything to do. That's just the opposite uh-huh. in a sense. Uh, we had a number of things going on here. We had our normal graduate courses uh, that we offer during the summer for students who are beginning the program or need to make up a class or just for an enrichment purposes. Um, we also had um, a new uh, kind of program. We called it Spirituality and Art. Uh, we did that because we wanted to connect, and we're going to make it even longer next year, that whole question of art and literature and poetry and how that is that search for truth, search for love, search for God. And it went very, very well for the first year. Well, that's one of those things that I think sets our Catholic tradition apart from other denominations and other um, particularly fundamentalist Christianity, the artwork, the readings, all those kinds mm-hmm. of things. We have a rich, rich history of that. And it's reflect, particularly in Western New York, it's certainly reflected in our churches here. Absolutely. I mean, I think this has nothing to do with Christ the King, but taking tours of some of our churches in the city and seeing the beauty of some of those churches, which creates sacred space in a way that we don't have in some of our modern churches, is a real blessing. You know, one of the reasons that we do our dinner lecture series at the seminary is because we want to expose people to the full breadth of Catholic teaching. You know, we had a talk on what impact does Pope Francis have on our church. I did a talk on Thomas Merton, you know, senior citizens and aging and spiritual lives. We're trying to get people to realize that there's a diversity of ways to find God. And one of them is, you know, through retreats. We have retreat programs during the summer, graduate courses, dinner lecture series, you know, all types of things in the day-to-day operations. Not that it makes any difference, but we put a new roof on the chapel. And so your generosity is helpful there. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. That's very good. Yeah. And uh, of course, people come out there, they're going to see you know, um, beautiful, I mean, stained glass windows and, and some of the statuary at the seminary. And that's not just decoration for us. As oh, absolutely right? not. Not intended at all. Uh, sacred space should speak something. When people walk into a church or they walk into a holy place that's designated for prayer, it should allow them to understand that they have entered into almost sacred ground, that great saints have gone before them, the beauty of the colors in the church, the sky, the earth, the tabernacle, the color, the woods, you know, the wood that's in the in the different churches. It should bespeak something and let people know that they're surrounded by the communion of saints, that they're surrounded by a whole group of people who have prayed there before or have prayed throughout the centuries. And then, of course, smack dab in the middle of every church, you have the altar. So you have that Eucharistic symbol that testifies to the gift of the church, one of its greatest sacraments. Uh, Now, one of the other um, 
things that, that you've kind of talked about recently is this notion of a spiritual summer. You're right. really trying to kind of emphasize that. And, you know, I um, this isn't trying to, to, you know, criticize anyone or whatever, but that same thing you said about our um, seminary, people I think say sometimes about our prayer, oh, it's summer. Things aren't happening in the summer oh, in exactly. our parishes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which isn't really no. the case, but there is that perception right. out there. And it's a maybe in many ways because you can enjoy the outdoors. It's a seminary. If you came out there, the grounds are gorgeous in the summertime. Our weather in Western New York is perfect. You really kind can kind of experience God in a certain way. In many ways, summer is a good time to kind of reconnect with your spirituality. Absolutely, we have put together uh, for the second year. Uh, this summer was the second year that we did it. We believe that our seminarians and our students need to get a better immersion in the classics. So what we did is we put together a program that we start with three full days of diocesan spirituality. What does it mean to be a spiritual diocesan priest? And then they get an eight-day silent-directed Ignatian retreat with a Jesuit who is trained in uh, the great gift of discernment that Ignatius gives to us. Then they have two full weeks of immersion in the classics. Claire, Francis, John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, uh, Charles de Foucault, uh, I did Thomas Merton. They do things on Dorothy Day to understand the Catholic great tradition that we hold. And then to bring it all together, um, we take them to the Holy Land. So for 10 days, they go and walk the way of Jesus. Now, what does that do to any student or any candidate? It all of a sudden opens their world to realize how much bigger this journey of service and ministry is and that somehow they won't come home and preach the same way they did before. When they all of a sudden understand what John of the Cross was talking about and then they go to the Holy Land and actually go to Gethsemane or they go to the Holy Sepulcher, they will not be the same. What we're trying to do is make them bigger to make them understand the full breadth of the richness. I always say the Catholic Church, unlike some of our other brothers and sisters or other denominations, we have a big sandbox. We have the Gerard Manley Hopkins, and we have the Clares, and we have the Dorothy Days, and we've got the Mother Teresas, and we've got the Vincent de Pauls, and they all come at that spiritual life in a different way. And we want to expose people to that, and not just our seminarians, every layperson, everyone who comes out for a retreat or a conference, our kids who come out for, we have retreats for high school kids and for college kids. Um, so our attempt is let's broaden our understanding and find out exactly where I need to fit in and how I can follow the Lord spiritually. Uh, now, I, you know, we, we mentioned a lot of the, the programs that you do during the summertime, and uh, the trip to the Holy Land kind of points to one of the other things that you're trying to do now at the seminary, is create a more of an international type element to the, to the formation and to the study there. Exactly. Um, we cannot take every single student to somewhere other than East Aurora, but we can afford certain opportunities. We had uh, students who were in Vietnam this summer, Bangkok, Guatemala, uh, Berlin, and Auschwitz. And the reason we did that, some of them went for, to teach English as a second language, but also those same men were working in parishes, uh, helping the parishes, learning about the diversity of the church. How can you go to a place like 
Berlin with the VASPI program and look at moral ethics questions and then go to Auschwitz and come back and feel and act and preach the same way? How can you go to Guatemala and work with Spanish-speaking parishes and not have a sensitivity to the world universal nature of the church? We're on we are a campus of 132 acres in East Aurora, but that doesn't mean that we only educate our people on that 132 acres. I want people to have a bigger face, a bigger picture, so that when they stand in their pulpits or they baptize a child or they do a confirmation program, if they're running a religious education program, they realize how big the church is and how diverse it is, rather than maybe a small myopic approach. How has it gone in terms of uh, getting the word out for you. Father Joseph Gatto, by the way, is the president and rector of Christ the King Seminary, our guest today on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Uh, you, you've been at a few years as the president and rector mm-hmm. now, and you've had some time to kind of implement some of your vision and to kind of work with your staff and faculty um, to kind of develop approaches. So how's it been going for you? We're, we're talking about these things that, that are kind of coming to fruition now? Is your plan coming into focus, do you think? Well, I think anyone who takes over an organization, a parish, administration, a radio station, whatever it is, <laughs> you go in with all kinds of ideas, but you know that you will never accomplish those in the first year. I'm going into my fourth year. I begin to see the boat turning and moving in a different direction to kind of instill in people a, a different vision or to move them forward. I always believe that as a leader, you go in and you look at the bus and see if people are in the right seats. Then you have to ask the question, are they on the right bus? And you make changes and you move forward. But I believe that ministry and formation at Christ the King has to be bigger than the classroom building at Christ the King in East Aurora. It has to take us other places, to the past with the great saints, to the future with what we're going to become, and realize that the church has an incredible mission ahead of it. Um, Yes, I think it takes time. Yes, I'm very happy with what I see. Um, I was sitting next to a priest yesterday at Mass who said to me, you know, I started 10 years ago today here at Christ the King. He's ordained three years now. He said, when I arrived, we had 12 seminarians. We have 36 this year. That's a blessing. That's a gift. Prayer, support, and anything people can do to support us through prayer and their generosity is always appreciated. And we're going to talk about that. I want to talk a little bit about because your campaign is coming up. But on the point you're just making, there was an interesting – um, at least it was uh, it was interesting to me because you don't always think of the seminary this way in the news release about the the upcoming campaign at Christ the King it talked about some of the same things. You know, how many seminaries do you have? How many permanent diaconate candidates do you have? How many people do you have studying? But when you look at the people who have been through this through the seminary last year, the numbers in the thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Well, we had over 8,000 people on campus last year. We're talking about – It's astounding because you just don't think about they it. They don't and it's amazing. We have lectures and we have concerts and we have high school retreats and parishes bring out their children for a day of prayer. We have all kinds of things and we – and I think that number uh, is conservative to tell you the truth because every day – one day we can have 30 people. One day we can have 300 people and, you know, the, the – um, Ronald Rollheiser lecture that we had brought over 350 people wow. for one talk, one night, and we're planning on doing more of those kind of things, bringing in national speakers. But our seminary, do you know how many bishops would love to have what we have? 
And Bishop Malone has made a very serious commitment to maintain and to move forward uh, with the seminary. And I think we're doing that, and I think we're doing it well. I'm very proud of my faculty, my staff, and everyone who participates in making it what it needs to be for today's church, you know, a place where we can not only find the Lord, but realize how we're called to serve the Lord. Father Joseph Gatto is the president and director of Christ the King Seminary. We're talking about that today on Western New York Catholic Weekly. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Make your voice heard. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. And visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. I'm Greg Prince. Thank you for joining us on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. Joining us is the President and Rector of Christ the King Seminary, Father Joseph Gatto. We've been talking about some of the things that uh, go on and have gone on in the in the summer, and many of those are things that you can participate in. Uh, you can find all the information about the seminary at cks.edu. Or, Father, as you always say, um, Go all on out are and welcome. take a look around, right? All are welcomed, <laughs> always and forever, yes. Yeah, yeah. you really want people to come out and mm-hmm. just take a look at the campus, right? You know, if you were to look at the property itself and come out for a walk with the lakes and with the trees and the deer and all this other stuff, you'd say, what a beautiful place. But then stop to think of its purpose, to somehow put us in contact with that God who created it, the God who brought out all that beauty. And you sit in a classroom, you do field education, you sit in spiritual direction or retreat, or you're sitting there with our art and spirituality courses or take a graduate course in moral theology. All of a sudden, you begin to realize how all of this came together. The call to a vocation is not just you know, uh, I think I'm called to do something. It's also I'm called to become something. And that's what we hope will happen at Christ the King. You have, uh, obviously, um, you know, you have your, your liturgies at, at Christ the King. When are, when are Masses if people want to come out and join you for Mass? There are two things. Uh, the difficulty is because we're on an academic year, sometimes the schedule changes. But right, yeah. I, again, I'll encourage people to check the website, CK. Every Sunday at 1030, we have Mass where everyone is welcome to come and celebrate. It's a different celebrant every single week. Many of the priests to Christ the King because of the numbers or needs for clergy. We're out in different parishes. But there's always a Mass at 1030. The other thing that people may want to participate in is that on sat on sorry, on Friday afternoons at 4.30, we have a holy hour where we do the exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, we have silent meditation, and then we do the evening prayer and then do benediction. People are welcomed for that. If they want to come in, spend some time in prayer, they're always welcome to stop by. Uh, I, I think Eucharistic adoration is something that has been growing in uh popularity and kind of a resurgence in that. We as a church got away from that for a while, as we did with a lot of devotions and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But um, if people have not um, experienced benediction and and evening prayer, you know, liturgy of the hours, I would really encourage folks to to do that because it's it's kind of the history of our church and Mm -hmm. the history of our liturgy. And I, it was really benediction during Lent when we would have Stations of the Cross, then we'd do benediction afterwards. 
it was one of my favorite things growing up. Yeah, well, I used to go on Tuesday with my mother's mother to Novenas at Sacred Heart, and then on Fridays I went to uh, with my Italian grandmother to our parish for devotion to St. Anthony and St. Jude. But the reason I went as a kid was because I was asked to yeah, go. Yeah. But the other thing is we always went for ice cream after. So it was a really <laughs> nice thing. But, you know, I'm going to tell you something. The devotions that I uh, kind of acquired – to those particular saints, the Sacred Heart, to St. Jude, to St. Anthony, but being comfortable with prayer time before the Blessed Sacrament to realize that great gift of Eucharist that we have received, that we see as the primal, primary sacrament of our church, what a blessing it is. And, the, you know, at our seminary, like every parish, you know, we have adoration weekly, uh, and people are invited to come and we chant uh, the vespers that go with that, and we want to invite anybody who wants to participate because it's in that adoration and that recognition of Eucharist that we become who we're called to be. Uh, Father Joseph Gatto is president rector at Christ the King Seminary. CKS.edu is the website. Uh, we, we've mentioned a couple of times in, in September we have our annual campaign for Christ the King Seminary, and you know one of the things that, in fact, if people are listening today and and recognize you or your voice, it, it might be because you were out at their parish because exactly. you're out uh, weekends all the time, literally all year long. Right. And one of the reasons for that obviously is to raise awareness of the seminary, to invite people to the seminary. But let's, let's be real here. Um, it ain't cheap <laughs> to do what you do out right. of Christ the King. Yeah, I'm, I'm – I don't – I'm at Queen of Heaven as my default parish. Not I love them. They're great. But most weekends, I'm everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we have 103 people speaking over these two months of August and September on the seminary. And when they come, they may be good at what they say. They may be you know, a priest. They may be a layperson, a former student. But what really matters is that you realize your generosity for us to continue – to develop and move our seminary forward with all of its dimensions, it's not possible without your support. And we truly, truly need your financial support. Um, I was last week at St. Mary's in the Hill. This week uh, I'm going to be, I'm pretty sure, down in Ellicottville. Uh, I'm not sure. My secretary takes care of most of that. (laughs) But I go around and I'm willing to come other than seminary appeal time. I, if you want a retreat, if you wanted a conference, if you want me to come and just tell you about the seminary in a parish or an organization, I'm happy to come or one of my faculty members or my staff members will come and share with you the vision. I want Christ the King to remain in East Aurora, but I want it to have an effect in Jamestown and Albion and Batavia and Dunkirk, the far corners. Because if we can't reach them and we're putting in some distant learning stuff soon when we redo our classroom building – it's another reason we need your support so that somehow we can be of service to everyone in the diocese. Well, and that is the idea, right? The the entire origin of Christ the King Seminary was to prepare people for ministry primarily in this diocese of Buffalo so mm-hmm. that we will continue to have um, priests and lay leaders and deacons Correct. and – um, you know, just people in all sorts of ministry, chaplains and, and teachers, all that. Parish administrators, uh, directors of religious education, deacons who are visiting the hospital. When we're preparing a seminarian, I always say to them, you are now studying really hard in order that you can prepare to be a great pe- teacher, preacher for someone you haven't even met yet in Albion. 
Do you realize that somehow you're preparing for a ministry where God is going to take you that you have no idea? One of the good news things about Christ the King, we just uh, another diocese just returned. The Diocese of Ogdensburg is sending men to us, St. Catharines, Hamilton, and we're hoping next year even a couple more. That was the origin of Christ the King. We used to have 14 or yeah, 15 different dioceses. Dioceses, sure. So that our reach is not just Western New York anymore. It's into Canada. It's up into the North Country, and hopefully that will continue. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do. And your support with the Seminary Appeal is absolutely critical for us to do that. I know they passed the basket, and some of you were there, or you heard about it, or you didn't do it, or whatever. You can give it any time. It doesn't just have to be these weekends, but anything you give, I promise you as the rector that we are using it to kind of develop ministry and ministers to serve you. I, I did want to mention before I let you go today, um, because we have the diaconate organiz- ordination coming up right. Um, shortly, right? It's not just in a, a few weeks, I think. The 16th of September. Okay, a couple weeks then. Yeah. yeah. We are um, – we have an ordination. We have four men who will be ordained to the transitional diaconate. That means within a year, they will be ordained to the priesthood. Uh, we also have two permanent deacons. Uh, they and their wives have come forward, and for the last four to five years, they have been preparing you know, for diaconate, and they will be permanent deacons, and they will minister in hospitals and parishes to be able to do those things that the church needs to be done through the love and the caritas of the church. Um, and now, um, you mentioned four transitional deacons. One encouraging sign is that's been a pretty steady number in recent years. And, you know, we can all remember when we were looking more at zero, one, or two. Correct. In that. So, um, in, in that way, um, Things are looking up, and I mean that—that's that, a reflection on the seminary, I think. But how do you think the vocation picture is going? Well, it's interesting you say that because while our numbers have inched up in, in the in the next few years, it could be five or six or maybe even seven. We welcomed seven new Buffalo men yesterday for this year's academic year. But there's something happening across the country. There's been an uptick in vocations. Now, there are a variety of reasons for that. I think the conditions that we find ourselves socially, politically in the world are calling people to realize their true values. But it's funny you say that because for the first time in the last two or three years, there has been a, a very slow but a gradual uptake. And where else they're finding an increase of vocations among religious communities because these communities provide or, or offer to men or women um, – a place to live, a community to live in this chaotic world. A pastor just told me the best day of his life recently was he wrote a letter of recommendation for a seminarian to come to Christ the King, a deacon to start the diaconate program, and a young woman is starting uh, the Paulist Sisters. Uh, he said, on the same day, I wrote three letters of recommendation. He said, never in my life have I ever done that. That's so a pretty something, good day. something is happening, something's going on, and we're blessed um, because I think people are beginning to hear the call. And everyone should encourage those people who they feel. Don't be afraid to ask the question because young people are looking for what is truthful and fulfilling, and that's Christ. Uh, Now, last week on the program, um, uh, Dr. Dennis Castillo was in, and he talked about the upcoming conference on Bishop Timon, our our first bishop on the uh, 22nd, so just about a week after the ordination. That would be a good opportunity for people to come and kind of encounter Christ the King. It starts at like 1 o'clock, but people come out earlier and maybe enjoy the... I have to tell you, if you've read anything about Bishop Timon, truthfully, I think he should be up for canonization. It's astounding that some of the very things that we've talked about on this program date back to he 
set the roots for almost all of the ministries in our diocese. Almost every major institution from Niagara to Canisius to Bonaventure to Narden to the cathedral to St. Mary's School for the Deaf, all of these things, this man, one man as the first bishop of Buffalo, when he arrived, he had 12, I think, priests. When he left, he had close to 60. And the Diocese of Buffalo extended from Ripley all the way down to Albany. It wasn't like only up to Batavia. This man, if you read his life, there's a, there's a number of good biographies, but I would hope that at some point people would consider the possibilities of his canonization. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another good opportunity. All the information at cks.edu. Father Joseph Gatto is the president rector at Christ the King Seminary. Um, just as we wrap up today, what's your what's your goal this year? What do you hope uh, uh, is going to happen this uh, In terms of the appeal? Christ the King? Well, in the past, we've been about 225, 250. We're hoping for 275. You know, each parish takes a collection and uh, we're working hard. One of the other ways that we raise money we didn't mention is our Curie of Ours dinner which is October 5th. 5th. Um, If you'd like to sponsor or have a table, it's one of the times we recognize priests in our diocese. And this year, it's Monsignor Leo McCarthy, an absolute incredible giant among us, and Father Mark Walski, who has served faithfully as a priest for years, who's retired now. But those are our two award recipients. And that will be uh, on October 5th, and everyone is welcomed. There you go, Father Joe Gatto. President Rector at Christ the King Seminary, thanks for coming in and letting thanks us know for all the good me. things happening out there. Uh, as always, uh, you can visit cks.edu, and if you're looking for, perhaps you missed last week's show, if you go to wnycatholic.org slash radio or look under the news and information tab at buffalodiocese.org, you can find all of our podcasts. In fact, you'll find Christ the King Seminary linked at buffalodiocese.org as well. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org.